Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Father God, we lift high the name of Jesus in this meeting this morning. We say, Lord God, have your way. Move by your spirit, Lord God, upon hearts and minds. Lord God, do what only you can do. We give you all the glory, all the praise. We thank you for your son. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. We thank you for joy. We thank you for peace. In your mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. And everybody said, come on, let's put our hands together. Let's bless the Lord. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am really glad to see you all here this morning. It's windy, it's raining, but you're in the house of God. And I'm telling you, something's going to happen this morning. Get ready. Get ready. He's our ever-loving Father. He withholds nothing from us. God is withholding nothing from you this morning. Whatever lack or deficit there is in your world, God is not withholding from you. Bible says every good and perfect gift comes to us, flows to us from our Father in heaven. And God is just looking to lavishly and abundantly pour out His love, His presence, His goodness into your world this morning. Amen. And you know, as we're worshiping, sitting on the front row, I just sense God telling me a few things He was going to do this morning. There's somebody you've got a ringing in your ear. I think it's your right ear. And it's been incessant and keeping you awake at night and causing it to be hard to concentrate. It's going to leave. And if that's you, you're going to start to feel a heat in your ear. And I, I, I want to encourage you, put your hand on your ear and just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. There's somebody else saying, I don't believe it was your shoulder or a collarbone and you've got pain, whether it's in the ball and socket joint, your collarbone, whatever it might be, that's, you're going to feel heat there and healing come. Somebody with a digestive issue. Just let God touch you this morning. Is there anybody here that's got a need in their world? They need healing, freedom, or deliverance. Yeah, fantastic. Well, what I want to do, let's turn it. We're in a month of prayer and fasting, focusing on prayer and fasting. And it's good to talk about prayer. It's good to teach about prayer. It's good to learn about why don't we pray. Yeah. Right now, if, if you can, can we get in groups of two or three, or just put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder, and if somebody's got a need in their world, right now, our God is a God of miracles. He's the one that spoke and created the heavens and the earth when there was nothing. God right now knows what you need and God has the ability. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask of. Let's pray. Let's pray in faith. Let's believe for healing and miracles right now in Jesus' name. Shibarata Sukuratnaka. Father, I thank you for God. I thank you for healing. I thank you for freedom. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you. You've empowered us, Lord God. That we are vessels that are filled with the authority of the power of heaven on God right now into all these lives, into all these bodies of healing comes. It flows now in Jesus' name. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we thank you, Lord God. Your will and your way in this house this morning, God. Father, we love you. Lord God, we love you. Mighty God, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we believe and we agree. Amen. Come on, one more time. Please Thank you this morning. God bless you. Grab your seats. So as Melissa said, I know you are getting excited. I can tell Dave is about fasting, not just praying, but fasting, giving up some food, giving up a luxury. Thank you, guys. You are magnificent. Love you. Can we thank the team this morning? And I, I, when I was young, 
I've been saved for like 30 years now, but when I was young, I could fast. I, I, was, I went to Bible and I, was, I, could, I could just do 10 days straight. 10 days straight, just water. And it was, and it was like I flipped a switch in my brain and I could just do it. I'd do it like twice a year for 10 days, just water, praying and seeking God. Man, it's tough now. <laughs> I, life has worn me down and I can't quite find that switch anymore. Just, and I, I like food. I like cooking food, but I love eating food even more. And ask Melissa, I'll get up out of bed in the morning and say, what would you like for dinner? And uh, all day I'm thinking about what we're going to have for dinner. And, and I'm working with the guy and I start talking. And there's times where we've got a, a set lunch break, but I'll start talking about food and we end up having our smoko an hour early just because the guy's going, you've been talking about food so much now, I'm hungry and I just want to eat. But it's good for us. It's good to sacrifice. It's good to prioritise and say, God, you know, I'm giving something up. And, and whether it is food uh, in entirety or whether it's, and I don't seek your doctor if you're going to do that, is their advice, but whether it's a meal, whether it's it's a day this week, like Tuesday or something like that, I just want to encourage you, let's do this together. There's power in, in combining our corporate faith and saying we're, we're, we're taking a step. We're, and we are looking to take ground. We're looking to get our own building, which is closer than it's ever been. I've got a meeting on the 9th of November to speak to some people about a building. So I want you to even focus up on that. I had a great conversation this week with a friend who said, oh, I know a guy that just loves funding churches. So I'm going to be talking to them this week as well because I love churches being funded. <laughs> it's like this little match made in heaven. It's like, do I do? That's fantastic. Let's do that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be great. And I encourage you. I know Nushi had some really great breakthrough last time. Uh, and it's, it's not one or the other. It's it's. When we do this, God, God, will, God will speak to you. God will show you things, reveal things to you, and do things that otherwise wouldn't happen. I just want to start this morning. I've got a few scriptures and a few thoughts. and then. Uh, but in 2 Chronicles 7, it says this. We all know the scripture. If my people who are called by my name. And when I read that, I think, if my people who are empowered by my name. Because the name of Jesus is powerful. It's given to us as a gift. Jesus is in our worlds as a gift of empowerment to enable us to do things we couldn't do in ourselves or in our own strength. But it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Our land needs healing. Mm -hmm. Our people need healing. Yeah. Our leaders need healing. Yeah. Our, our, the, the, the social system of this nation needs healing. If you, for no other reason this week, go, I'm going to pray, pray for our land. Yeah. Pray for our people. Pray that we are the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon hearts and minds. Because yeah. I'm telling you, society works better when God's in it. Yeah. When people are walking around filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the, the heart and mind of God, the, the fruits of the Spirit, when, when society operates with that as, a, as its foundation, life works better. Amen? Now my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. I, I want to encourage you, go and read the Scripture over and over and over again this week. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 to 16. If my people pray, I'll listen. I will look upon their circumstance. I will hear their prayer. I will heal their land. What I've learned and, and just been you know, reminded of again afresh is, is my prayer is so much bigger than me. 
So often I think I'm praying for me and praying for my things and my needs and my shopping list and my cares and my but but my prayer actually impacts others. As we pray, we get changed. As we change, we do life differently and we can be that salt and light that we're called to be. We can help others. We can be that blessing. We can operate in the fruits of the Spirit. But I, I honestly feel this week that something's going to be unlocked in people's lives. And you may have felt bound or, or limited or locked up for a long time emotionally or, or in, in, with your mentality or, or in, in just in life and circumstances. I believe things are going to get unlocked that can only get unlocked by the Spirit of God. And it's going to happen quickly and, and in this, this week period. And in Matthew 17, starting in verse 14, it says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to you, to your, your disciples, but they could not cure him. This is interesting. These are the guys that Jesus called to himself, that have been walking with Jesus and doing life with Jesus, learning from Jesus for a, for a, a while now. They've been seeing the miracles, the people raised from the dead, the people set free and healed. And Jesus has given them the authority to go and do what he was doing, but they couldn't do what he was doing. It says, uh, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will be moved and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. If you've ever prayed for something and it hasn't happened, can I encourage you to pray again? And, and during the course of this week, let your faith be stirred. Let your faith rise. We all have a measure of faith. We've all been gifted the spirit of faith, but we have to work that spirit for it to be developed and to grow and to strengthen. But, you know, you can think, wow, that's a bit harsh. Jesus is saying you perverse and, and faithless generation. These were his men. These were his boys. They were walking. They, weren't, they were the disciples. They were the 12 that he went around and said, leave what you're doing, leave what you're doing, leave what you're doing, come follow me. So what this tells me is when I focus on my circumstances, my faith is diminished. But when I look to the promises of God and when I seek the God of the promises, my faith is stirred and rises. Because I guarantee Jesus was there to bring life and deliverance and freedom and breakthrough. They were there watching on and they they were in awe and they were amazed. But we have to get beyond awe and amazement into the position of authority yeah. where I say what, what, what has been promised, what has been declared is actually available for me. Yeah. I have the ability to pray and see yeah. somebody heal. The Bible says I will lay my hands on the sick and they will recover. So, so I have that authority that God had so do you. I have the ability to prophesy and to, I, I have the, the ability and the authority to, to cast out demons. That's what the Bible says. Those that believe, they will do greater things than even I have done. And he was talking about, you know, casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead. That that we have that authority, but we have to get beyond. We have to let our faith rise. It's not just the proximity to Jesus and and being in the presence of Jesus. I have to start to believe what Jesus has declared over my life. And, And that happens through prayer. 
And, and like I said, prayer is bigger than us. You may think you're praying for you, but actually your prayer is going to enable you for the benefit of somebody else. I love what it says in James 5, starting in verse 13. It says, is any among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer, of the, uh, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they've sinned, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, Lord, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed. Again he prayed. Again he prayed. I don't know about you, when I first got saved, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I, and I called on heaven and I petitioned God, God, if you'll use me, I'll be used. And God, I, I, I want to see miracles again. But over the years, that, that starts to slow a little. Yeah. Now, I still pray. But I, I ask myself, are you praying as fervently as you used to pray? Are you praying as passionately as you used to pray? Are you, is, it, is it with this, this dogged determination of I'm not letting go? Yeah. I'm not giving in. I'm not backing down. I'm pressing forward because that's the prayers that God wants. Yeah. God wants big, audacious, out there prayers that, that we think, man, this is going to test God. Yeah. This one's going to stretch God. He may be able to do this, but I don't know that he can do it. No, no, just pray and watch what God can do. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Pray for your neighbours. Pray for their salvation. Pray for whatever. Just just seek God and let God be God in your world and your circumstances. It says, again, he prayed, the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. Elijah with a man and nature like ours, a man that at times in his life was suicidal, a man that wanted to run from God, not to God. He, he, in other words, that locates us all. You can pray and see the heavens shut up. You can pray and see the heavens open. The Bible says whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. You know, there's no limit to what you can do in partnership with God. When we step out and say, God, I believe. I may not understand, but God, I believe. That's what our prayers say. Our prayers say, God, you can do it. Because I'll never ask of somebody what I don't think they can give me. But when I cry out and I petition and I get to get desperate, over the course of this week, I want to encourage you to get desperate. Yeah, and even if you get desperate in, in hunger, yeah. the Bible says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. As we fast and we physically get hungry, we can get come spiritually alive and take a hold of just, just more facets of what God has, of who he is and what he wants for our lives. And I don't know about you, but you know, I've been asked, well, why do I have to pray? God knows what I need. Yeah, but he likes the relationship. Yeah. He likes the conversation. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. And I love sitting with Noah or Ella or Zaki and then telling me. I already know what they want. I already know what they need. But when they tell me, and then I can scheme in the background and we're kind of sometimes not even acknowledge what they've said, but then go about making it happen in the background. So that then it's, even though they've told me what they need, it then becomes a surprise. God wants to surprise you. God wants to surpass your, your needs and your desire, what you want in your work, but just seek him and seek him through your prayers. And, and, you know, why should I pray and why do I need to pray? The two best answers I can give you to that is prayer is powerful and the enemy is real. Yeah. That's the two best answers I can give you of why you should pray. The Bible says the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
that the only reason he's come is to steal, kill, and destroy from your life, yeah. to, to rob you of peace, to rob you of joy, to, to, to rob you of, of, of you know, emotional capacity. But God has come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And again, that life and that life more abundantly isn't just for us, that I can live the good life. And I can I can see I can live out this existence and then I'm going to heaven and that's no no you living the good life the abundant life the free life you living in breakthrough you receiving all that God has for you gives you the ability to bless others and be there for others when they need you to be there. So so when you get breakthrough and you overcome and you get through, you now have the ability to take others with you into that place, into a place of freedom and breakthrough. Amen. And you know I've. And Melissa and I together have prayed for so many people and just seen them touched by God miraculously. I remember we, and this could be close to 25 years ago, we took a, a youth group down to Brookvale at the time to a movie cinema. We watched some movie and I don't even know what it is. But as we came out, I heard this screech and a thud and somebody go through a windshield and fly off onto the road. And kind of we said to the kids, stay here. But I ran up and this is quite gruesome, but... The, the gentleman didn't even have a face anymore. It was a hole in his head and his leg, the bone, one bone was coming out the front of his jeans. His feet were facing the other direction. And, and there, was, there was a lot of blood out of him and he wasn't in a good state. And I had nothing in me except prayer. I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, a paramedic. I'm not an any, I, I didn't know except to pray. So I took my shirt off and I put it around his face and I left him laying there and I, other cars stopped and I said, come and help us, call the ambulance, do this, do that. But I just rebuked death and spoke life. I had nothing else but the promises that God had spoken into my world, things that I'd learned from the word. And we prayed, and, and long and the short of it was about a 12, 14-month process of reconstruction and it, that man lived. He shouldn't have lived, but... But we prayed, and then I, I've been in other situations where I've turned up to a cafe, and there's a girl just screaming in agony. She just dived into the surf and, and hit the sandbank, and her whole neck was, she was just in agony. I think I've told this story before. The funny thing was it was a whole group of Bible college students standing around her, and they're, they're, they're kind of standing there and watching on, and, and I simply just said, has anybody prayed? They said, no, we've, we've called somebody to come and get her. But I said, yeah, but have we prayed? And they said, No. I said, how long has she been like this? It was like 20 minutes in this cafe of screaming out and in agony. And I said, let's pray. So they all kind of looked at me strangely like, where the Bible college students are? Where the, we believe. And, um, and we prayed. And she instantly stopped. I said, what's happening? She said, I don't know, the pain's gone. I said, okay, well, go and get yourself checked out, but tell the doctor you got prayed for and, and, and tell us what. She came back, she was totally healed. There was nothing wrong with her neck. But what I'm saying is, is if it, it's not just me, it's all of us. We can pray. Your prayers are powerful. So yeah. push back on darkness. Yeah. Over the course of this week, as you focus up, push back on those things that are trying to push in on you. Yeah. When the enemy tries to steal from you this week, say, no, not this week. Yeah. Uh, you, you can stop right there, thank you. I'm a child of God. I'm blessed. I'm called. The, the favor of heaven rests upon my life. Start speaking over your world this week as you focus up in prayer. Yeah. Um, I remember going on a camp. I'd driven about five hours to this camp. And what I didn't realize was of the 60-odd kids that most of them were Hindus, Buddhists, and Muslims. And so then the, the gentleman there said, well, you can't speak about this, 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 or this. 
I said, well, you got the wrong person because that's the gospel. And that's all I've got to speak about. And they said, well, you can't speak about that. I said, well, you need to get somebody else to speak and I'll just be here for the weekend because I've driven five hours. And they went and had a board meeting and they came back and said, fine, do whatever you like. I said, okay, no Of the 33 Hindus, Buddhists and Muslims, 32 got healed. Uh, 22 gave their lives to Christ. Uh, there was a, there was one young guy there that had, he didn't have two nasal cavities, he only had one because he, he burnt his nose out on drugs. Uh, we prayed and it grew back instantly. Oh, no, my wife, the woman of faith, say no. <laughs> yes, it did. There was another girl there who was waiting for a bone. She was going to have bone taken out of her hip and put in her ankle because she had no bone in her ankle. Uh, one, one of the bones. And she, we prayed and it grew back and she never had the operation. I, I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of God. I believe God wants to use you. And I believe this week as we focus up and we pray and we fast, we're going to see God do what we haven't yet seen God do. Yeah. Make a way where this seems to come on, get excited with me this yeah. morning. I want to yeah. see shift in your world. Yeah. I want to see change in your world. I want to see God do what you can't do. Yeah. Because you're so desperate, like a woman crawling on her hands and her knees to get to Jesus because she had a thought in her head. And I want to ask you this morning what's the thought in your head? Yeah. Can he or can't he? Yeah. Do you believe or don't you believe? Because she said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his God, I don't have to have a word. I don't have to have him lay hands on me. I don't have to have this be a spectacle. If I can just get to him and touch the hem of his garment, I know I can be healed. And in a crowd, the Bible calls it a throng, in thousands of people pressing in on Jesus, he instantly stops and says, who touched me? My prayer this week is that somebody here will touch Jesus. That somebody here will be touched by Jesus. That somebody will enter into that that breakthrough. So I, I know that there are people here and your heart is heavy. That your mind is cloudy. That, that you're walking through situations right now that nobody will ever know about because you're smiling on the outside but feeling broken on the inside. Let God touch you this week. Let God heal you up. Let the Spirit of God do what only the Spirit of God can do in your life. Amen. 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 Zephaniah 3.7 says this, The Lord, your God, is with you. I like that. God is with me. God is with you. The Lord, your God, is with you. The mighty warrior who saves. He'll take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. We come here and we worship and we pray. This says that God's going to sing over your life. He's, 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 as you take delight in him, God starts singing a song over your life. Get that picture in your mind. The heavens rejoice. That's what the Bible says. The heavens rejoice when one person comes to him. Of the two billion Christians on the planet, the heaven rejoices over one. We, we look to big crusades. We look to big you know, outreaches. And look at that, 35,000 people. God rejoices over one. The heavens come alive over one life touched by Jesus and changed for eternity. I, I, want, I want to seek God this week as a church so that my heart breaks for the lost and the hurting and the broken and the needy because I want to see them and I want to be with them and I want to let the goodness of God flow out of my life into them and I want it for you too because that's what we're called to. That's what we're put on this planet for to change lives, to bring transformation and change and life and wholeness to every single person we meet. Amen? Amen. Come on. You've heard me say this before, but uh, in life we're always going to live in one of two camps. 
can't fear or can't faith. That, that's the only place you're going to live. You are going to set up camp in camp fear or camp faith. There's no in-between. You're going to be worried. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be striving and stretching and trying to make it happen in your strength or you're going to stand in peace. And I shared it in the first week of this, this year that Jesus is my peace I give you. Not as the world does because that's temporal. The peace I give is eternal. The peace I bring is transformative. The peace I give clarifies circumstances so that you can see what you're going through. And let that peace come upon you this week. And prayer is the thing I believe that enables us to transition from fear to faith. It's the vehicle, the medium that we can trans. It's like, how do I do that? Just pray and it will carry you. God, God wants to carry you. The, the Bible says in Isaiah 40, 31, those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. I want you to wait on the Lord this, this week. Not, not strive, not try to make happen, not try to make ends. But I just want you to wait on God. Sometimes the greatest things we can do is still ourselves, slow ourselves, because my head's going a million miles an hour, and it's trying to formulate. And it's if, if you get, you'll see the steam, you'll hear the cogs, everything's going on. How do I make this happen? How do I do this? There are some things I can't make happen. There are some things I can't do. But I've seen the dead raised to life by prayer and waiting on Him. I've seen people healed in the name of Jesus, and I did nothing. I, I've had altar calls where people have walked towards me and about 10 feet away they fell out under the power of God and got healed. And I never touched them. I didn't prophesy over them. I, didn't, I just called something out. I can't do that. I can't heal people. I can't. But, but with God, all things are possible. And, and I'm telling you, God wants you to come alive. And, and I, I love it because the word says my grace is sufficient for you. As we pray, grace is released. If you need grace this week, to get through what you're going through, to face your storm, to, to, to deal with that person or to let, just, just seek him and let the grace cut. It says, my peace I give you. When we pray, peace flows. It says, my strength will carry you. Strength, strength is gained. Wait on him. Let him lift you. And, and Paul says to Timothy, fan into flame the gift of the spirit which has been given to you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of love, power, and sound mind. Fan into flame. As we pray, as we seek him, as we fast, we're, we're fanning into flame the moving of God in our world. And I love this because it says fan into flame the gift of the spirit. The spirit of God is a gift to each of our lives, but it was gained through the laying on of hands by somebody praying for somebody else. And sometimes there's not words to speak, but there is actions to do where I put my hand on somebody or I give somebody a hug or I just walk a journey with somebody. And honestly, for me, Russell was talking about being humble. Prayer humbles us so that I, it's not just about me and mine. It's not about what I can gain, but it's about what I can do for somebody else. And, and again, my prayer this week is that God's heart would become your heart, that the heart beating on the inside of your chest would be filled this week with the desires and the loves and the passions and the concerns of, of God himself. Amen. Amen. And Jesus prayed. It was a defining attribute of his life. And if Jesus, the Messiah, part of the Godhead, if Jesus prayed, we should pray. Luke 5, 16 says, So often 
he himself withdrew to the wilderness and prayed. And Melissa was talking about, you know, John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches, abiding me and I and you, and you will bear much fruit. If you feel like you're living a fruitless life, can I encourage you to reconnect with God through prayer, through time in his word, through listening to worship, through listening to podcasts. Just, just reconnect so that life flow can come and your life can turn from fruitlessness to fruitful because that's what God wants for each of us. Amen. Matthew 6, I know it's a few scriptures here, but and when you pray, Jesus expects that we will pray. Don't do so like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners that they may be seen by men. Prayer should be private. Prayer should be intimate. Prayer should be me laying bare my soul to a, a good and loving father that says, let me do, again, what, what you can't do. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their word. But when you pray, go into your room. When you've shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And the father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain uh, repetitions as the heathen do, for they know that they will be heard by their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you need before you ask him. But in this manner, therefore, pray, our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm convinced that prayer exposes what I actually believe. Because I can tell you a whole lot of stuff. I'm Christian and I do this and I love this. But you will know who I am by the way I live my life. And you'll know who I am by, by where I spend my money and, and the activities that I undertake. You'll know, not, not so much by my words, but, but by my actions. And I think prayer really exposes or reveals what we actually believe, what we're actually committed to and what we actually think God is, is capable or able of doing. And I want to I encourage you this week. Let your desires grow. Let your passion increase. Let it, lay it all before Jesus. He says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. My yoke's easy, my but, but cast your cares upon me because I want to carry them. I want to take them from you and I want to replace them with my goodness. You know, I'm, I'm convinced that prayer clarifies perception. We live by what we see, but the Bible says that we're to live by faith, not by sight. So I want to encourage you this week as you pray and you fast to take your eyes off what you're looking at and look to Jesus. That's what Hebrews says. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let's cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let's run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus, the author and perfecter, the one that gave us faith, the one that instilled faith into us, and the one that perfects us in our faith. Look to him. Don't look at your cross. Don't look at your storm. Don't look at your challenge. Don't look at your successes. Look to Jesus. Yeah. And I've said it many times, but as I look to Jesus, I start to look like Jesus. Yeah. I start to live like Jesus. I start to do life differently. Amen? Amen. Prayer possesses the promises of God. Say that quickly. Five times. <laughs> Mark eleven twenty four. Whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And there's a big difference between prayer and fear. So we're, we're calling this week prayer over fear. Prayer you know, is greater than fear. But the difference between prayer and worry or prayer and fear is that prayer produces but fear consumes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Prayer produces things in our life, fruits of the Spirit. It, it produces character. It produces endurance and ability to withstand and ability to overcome. It produces energy. It produces power. It, it, but, but fear consumes. And fear takes from me. Fear will always rob you of what God wants for you. Prayer transfers, but fear attracts. And, you know, there's a saying that, that, that most fears will ever, never actually take place in your life. There's a great percentage of, of things that you're worried about, concerned about, consumed, that will never actually take place in your life. But, but, but I don't know about you, but I've, I've known people that are fearful and worried and, and they've attracted to them. The Bible says that Job was the greatest man in the earth with wealth, possessions, family, notoriety, position in society. And you go to verse four, chapter 4 and it says uh, he lost everything. And, and he from his own mouth says, the thing that I have feared the most has come upon me. Yeah. Yeah. He used to give sacrifices in the temple in case his kids had sinned. He didn't even know that they had, but in case they had, he was, and I go, why did you fear? If you were a man touched of God, favoured of heaven, you had notoriety, you had your possessions, you had a family, you had heritage, you had, why did you fear? And he says, the thing that I feared the most is going, oh, the Bible says be anxious for nothing. I, I hope that there's a transfer this week of your anxiety and your worry and your concern and that you would receive the peace of God in its place. I can say, I want peace. I want peace. I want joy, but I can't take a hold of it while I cling tightly to the stress and the pressure and the concerns that I have today. There comes a point where I have to let go of. Yeah. Sure. Those things that I can't change anyway, those things that, that are consuming me so that I can receive from heaven. Yeah. This week, let go. Yeah. And like Pastor Ryan said last, just, just be with Jesus. Yeah. I guarantee you, you, you will have the best week. If, you're, if you just spend time with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guarantee you at the end of this week, you won't regret spending time with Jesus. Yeah. Letting go of those things that you're worried about. Letting go of those, and I guarantee you, answers will come. Yeah. Wisdom will come. Peace will come. You'll sleep better. Mm. You'll find joy starting to bubble away and surface. Mm. Amen? Amen. Amen? Prayer releases, but fear holds tight. Mm. Prayer empowers, but fear deflates. Prayer sees, but fear blinds. I can't see God opportunities because I'm so worried about it. I'm, I'm living in a, in, a, in a shell. I'm living in a bubble. I, I can't see beyond my immediate, beyond my circumstance. But God wants you to have eyes that see way beyond. He says, I've got you. I'm looking after you. I'm working all things together for your good. It's good out here. Don't worry about there. Go and help somebody else. Yeah. You will see God opportunities. Prayer clarifies, but fear distorts. Yeah. Have you ever felt like, man, i, I got to put my glasses on. I can't see clearly. I can't. It's like, oh, there you go. I prayed. Now I can see clearly. Now I can. <laughs> 1 Timothy 2.8 says this. I desire, therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened unto him. 1 Thessalonians says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And you know what? There are so many things that we could pray for. And I wrote a few down just in case you don't know what you could pray for. You could pray to God with a thankful heart. Thank you, God. Thank you for my life. 
Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you. I'm not where I used to be. Thank you that, that you, you wanted me, so you created me. Thank you that you've given me your... Whatever, just thank God. Pray for others. Pray for your neighbours. Pray for salvation. Pray for... Pray that, God, how can I put my name? How can I be love? How can I show love? How can I be big-hearted and generous? Pray for blessing. You can pray for blessing in your life. We instantly go to material or financial, but no, pray for blessing in your world. Blessing of God's providence. Blessing of his leading. Blessing of his, his healing. Blessing of his breakthrough. Pray for the future. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Pray for your future. Pray for the church. We need it. We need it corporately. We need it individually. We, we need it to have favour in the community. With, with authorities and with, with governmental leaders. Pray for the church. Pray for uh, our leaders of this nation. That, that they would you know, either have the hearts and minds of Christ or they'd be so convicted by the Holy Spirit that they'd either have to resign or they'd have to change their ways. Let's pray for our leaders, that they would be godly men and women filled with the Spirit of God, that they would know the, the mind of Christ, that they would be seekers of the word and truth, that they would have your best interests at heart for our future, for our nation. Pray for the youth of our nation. The youth of our nation are being pastored and led and discipled by society yes. and social media. Let's pray for the youth of our nation. Pray for purity. Pray for protection. Pray that for identity. That they would understand who they are, who they've been created to be. That they've been created in the image of God. Pray for our youth. Pray for our young kids. Pray for strength. Pray for boldness. I, I pray for boldness over each and every one of you this week. That when God brings somebody across your path, you would have the boldness to step out and do whatever God asks you to do in that situation. It may not be preach, it may be buy a coffee, it may be smile, it may encourage, it may sit down just to listen and be a listening ear to somebody this week. Because like I said, everybody's smiling, but not everybody's happy. There are people that are broken in our society that are smiling, walking around, driving fancy cars, living in big houses. They need Jesus. They need love. You can be what they need this week. Pray for opportunities to pray to share your faith. Pray for a greater understanding of God's will for your life. Pray for healing. Pray for breakthrough. Pray God's will into the earth. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? I want to encourage. It's not easy. Praying and fasting is not easy, but it's worth it. And, and I, I, I just get a sense in my spirit that God is ready to move in a new way across our nation and we can be a part of his moving we've got a chance it's all would you just lift your hands I want to pray a blessing over you I want to declare God's goodness over you and I want to I'm going to pray that God would speak to you clearly this week that answers that you've had and held in your heart for years would be answered that that Things that have held you back and limited you in life would be broken. That you would just experience, just a, even if it's just a little bit, but a little bit more of God this week. Father, we love you. You are magnificent. You are majestic. We are your church. You are our God. And we are just grateful that we can come praise, worship, and come around the word. I pray, Lord God, this week that 
corporately as we pray and fast that we would enter into days of breakthrough, days of favour, days of blessing like we've never seen before. God, go before us. Your word says that you're building your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. We thank you, Lord. We declare this week your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.